0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to Dreamer Talks. My name is Abby Volkovich, and I'm your host. It is my job on this podcast to introduce you to dreamers from many different fields and walks of life. It is important to note that we can learn many things from the people we surround ourselves with. This is why I have ventured out to interview dreamers who are willing to share their journey with us. Today, I'm joined with Shaka DeBerry. Hi. Hello. Uh, So, please uh, introduce yourself. Tell us a little bit about yourself. All
1: right. So, first of all, thanks for having me. It's a pleasure. Uh, A little bit about myself. I'm from Tel Aviv 32. Uh, This is not a dating thing, right? I'm just (laughs) going to introduce myself a little bit. Uh, Tel Aviv 32 is Real Born and Raised. I am a a speaker, tour guide, certified uh, government certified tour guide, and a content creator in these days of uh, corona changes and everything else i'm uh, focusing all my energy on my one dream which is becoming a speaker and take everything i know i've been a tour guide since 2011 and everything i do is always about judaism israel talking about them explaining them exploring thinking about new things um, and examining them from new angles and my dream is to basically Take everything that i've learned and known and used to do with people here and just take it to the world united states the rest of the world and just talk about it
0: that sounds incredible yeah. i mean i am i guess one of those people that would be your target audience when i was back in uh <laughs> could be Toronto, could very much be. for sure yeah uh, that sounds really exciting yeah. um so i want to get into uh actually how we met right right you you mentioned you tour guide mm-hmm. and this whole corona crisis has hit the tourism industry yes terribly right um and you came up with some solution that could uh, potentially push tour guides into you know kick-starting for when life gets back to normal right. so if you could please share the project you developed with my sure, brother
1: sure yeah so uh, it all started because I wanted uh, to, I, I was just finishing my master's, um, have a master's in Israel studies, focusing on anti-Semitism, current anti-Semitism, And I was postponing building my business, my brand. I mean, I've always had that, like, the, this is the brand, the hat. And I've always postponed that until after I finished my school. And as soon as I was done, I contacted your brother, because I wanted to do a promotional video and kind of start building and i was uh tour guides we work we have seasonal work so i graduated mm-hmm. in january and i knew that i have you know a big season of, of tourists coming up i spent all my money studying so i knew that i'm going to be back on my feet um on march april mm-hmm. and um me and your brother we started working on that video and promotional video for tour guiding for speaking and then corona hit and a week before all my groups were supposed to start a week before the first group, just the airports are shutting down. Mm-hmm. Everything's dead. Um, it's just, uh, it, it was, it was a shock. And I said at home, I was like, okay, so I can't do, you know, we went. I, I told your brother, like, listen, I can't do this right now. I'll figure it out. And I'll, I'll let you know what's up. And I realized two things. One is I, I mean, I want to do the video, I have the time to do the video finally, but I don't have the money. Mm-hmm. And the second thing is, I always, I mean, doing the video about tour guiding, I always wanted to uh, film a group uh, of, of tourists with me, mm-hmm. but it's kind of hard to do that. Right, to coordinate uh,
0: that, get permission, all that stuff. And yeah.
1: also, you know, tour, tourists who come tour with me, they, they they pay me the good money so that they'll have my attention, they're not right. they're extras not actress, in my, yeah. uh, in, in, in my one-woman show, For so sure. yeah. Uh, so I sat at home, I was like, wow, I'm, I'm, I just, I can't do my video. I have all this time and, and, and what am I going to do? So then I was thinking, wow, other tour guides probably also sitting at home thinking, what are we going to do with all this free time and nothing, you know, and, and the probably also wanting to do a video. Like it can't be just me. I'm Mm -hmm. more tour guides in Israel. And then I, uh, had this idea. And talk to your brother. It's like, what if we get together a bunch of tour guides? We all great. We're, we're all great guides. We all, you know, on regular days we are so packed with tourists we don't have time to make videos and, mm-hmm. and promote ourselves. And we'll get together. And instead of me paying all the, all you know, the expensive uh, price the of making the, yeah. of shooting a quality video, which is what your brother does, uh, how about we get together and we split the cost? And then the idea was we get together for a day. I produced a day where we each get a very specific time uh of shooting and i built the content for each tour guide uh, in advance i worked with every tour guide to understand their brand their audience what they're looking for and then put together uh, a day where we were i think we were uh eight tour guides making a video Mm -hmm. and what we did was one tour guide was guiding and the other ones we dressed as tourists and we posed for the video so now everybody knows the secret behind at least one of my uh, at least one of my videos but uh, but yeah so it worked a charm Mm -hmm. and we managed to kind of uplift it from you know not being able to afford a video during Corona and and we all shared the cost of shooting because the content was pre-made so editing was, you know, super easy. Like mm-hmm. we already had the whole thing put together. So editing, instead of two three days, it came down to a day, mm-hmm. and we all got a uh, got a movie in an eighth the cost of shooting. I did the content for free, right, uh, for the first time, <laughs> and, <laughs> and uh, just a day of editing, and it really lowered the cost for everybody. Everybody was super happy. So yeah, right.
0: Yeah, I think you you were able to give uh, a new look or idea to you know working together as a team even though i guess a lot of times as tour
1: guides oh yeah it's a one-man show uh, yeah. when you're on the actual trips well exactly and and not just when you're on the actual when you're on the actual trip it's just it's you and the group mm-hmm. and the group is is looking up to you from anything to, you know anything from uh life advice talking about god and the meaning of life because that's what you do when you come to israel mm-hmm. uh, all the way towards the bathroom and so right. it's like it's it's really it really is a one-man show a one-woman show and also, we're um, we're all also competing in one another. Right. Like, How was not-
0: that dynamic when you actually pitched the idea to these tour guides? Did you get any backlash of like, no, no, no we're all gonna have the same? <laughs> like, what, what was the right the- right reactions?
1: So in the beginning we were just you know it was just eight of us and mm-hmm. there are more than at least a th- i mean at least there are more more than a thousand active tour guides in israel mm-hmm. so if 10 of us have you know promotional videos who you know have the same shade to them mm-hmm. it's not that bad right because <laughs> um, we were you know and we all work with different uh with different crowds right so it really it really isn't that bad uh plus the uh i I'm always when i guide about when i just uh um a side note: When I guide about the kibbutz, uh, mm-hmm. and I say about how this whole communal cum- communal thing started and worked a charm in the beginning, and then around the seventies, the eighties, the whole thing started to fall apart. Mm-hmm. Uh, why? Because when you don't have anything, it's really easy to share. So, in times of you know prosperity, and you know we we each do our own thing. And in times of prosperity, I also had enough money to you know to put on a video and to do it for myself the way I wanted it. Right the times where we don't have anything you know uh, it it's uh it's it's stupid if we don't work together and help one another to to push ourselves until right. the market comes back also hopefully when the market comes back um we'll all be you know we'll all have work that's right. the that's the hope and and maybe we'll remember that once you know that a long a long while back we were friends and helped each other <laughs> <laughs> oh,
0: that's incredible um so you mentioned tour guiding is one of your to, uh, things that you do right, uh, right. So, so tell me about this whole exploring different things and jumping into different fields and uh, opportunities what makes you want to do that
1: okay um, that's, that's a great question I think uh, there was always th- there are uh, of your, your field of interest that kind of go with you along what you do, mm-hmm. but then the world today, if you stick around to do the same thing for a long time, uh, the world may change and you're not going to catch up with it. So and uh, by the way, I've always that. So that's that's the uh, if you want to look at the logical part of things. And then mm-hmm. there is so I kind of try to go with time and I try to recognize opportunities when I see them and if I see something doesn't work anymore, I kind of jump to the next thing that makes sense uh another thing is i think it's also um uh, a character thing uh i've i was never able to uh, i always said if i had to get a job where i'll i'll wake up in the morning and go to the office uh and spend my entire day there and go home i like you, you You'll see my tombstone in two weeks because I just I'm not gonna I can't I can't do it. <clears throat> not to say that I didn't do it when I had to. I had an office job for a while uh, because times required, but it's just it wasn't me. So as soon as I got out of the military, I went on a on the tour guide training. Back then it was two years, mm-hmm. and I knew that you know if I'm gonna have a job, I, I always want to be on the way to or on the way from, and always change people, environment. It's it's kind of it, it's a character. Mm-hmm. But even in this job, so but here, that's, here's the thing. It's a character, but I see a lot of tour guides keeping on being tour guides. Uh, right. And, and it, it gets old. You know, at a certain point, you go to the same places, you give the same stories. Maybe you change them a little bit. The people do change questions. They can repeat themselves sometimes. So mm-hmm. if you don't, uh, and, and it really is a matter of, of like, I think it's a personality thing. If mm-hmm. you're a person who needs to, you know, to keep building yourself, I still love guiding. I love meeting new people. I love taking people around. It's still my passion, but I think it remained my passion because I don't do that full time. Got it. So that's my, my, my dream was always to keep that as, um as something that i do because i want to do it Mm -hmm. not because i have to do it also being single with no kids Mm -hmm. that helps a lot on doing what you want to do uh well i mean i'm aware of that a lot of people have to do you know things they don't want to do because they have responsibility for their families um but doing that when i want to do that and uh doing like developing my other passions and keeping myself interested and engaged in, in what i do
0: that's uh, incredible. And can you maybe talk about those other passions, like what yes. you've dipped your foot into uh, lately?
1: Right. Uh, so the first thing I, I um, dipped my foot into is my hat. No, I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> but no, the, the hat is, is an important thing because uh, one thing that I did do this uh, this time and age is put a lot of thought and effort into my brand. Mm-hmm. And, and the hat is a big part of it. I'll, I'll tell the story that sure. my dad used to wear this hat, and even though he was never out of Israel, and he's an and uh, we're, we're, were I think tenth generation, uh, I'm a tenth generation in Israel, uh, so this was never a custom uh, wear, but he uh, was always into. Um, owning uh your own thing you know taking responsibility over your life try to make it uh make it on your own type of thing and he was always some sort of a cowboy used to walk around with this hat a lot and um i lost him when i was 23 and ever since i kind of feel like you know i I need to uh keep on because where we were very much alike i kind of need i kind of need to keep that on
0: wow Uh, i'm sorry to hear that that's a very good uh heirloom to carry with uh, and to make it your your logo <laughs>
1: yeah <laughs> i mean a little bit i also wear the hat a lot when i guide so it's right. not just my i mean right. ha- having your dad sit on your head all the whole day that's like that's heavy but <laughs> pun intended <laughs> but uh but yeah i also i guide I'm outside it's hot in israel i don't know if anyone told you that but oh, it's it's pretty really? hot <laughs> in here at certain yeah. seasons so yeah it's, I, I wear I, I i choose to wear this kind of hat uh Also, out of also, it's super cool. I mean, look look at that.
0: (laughs) For those who are just listening to the audio version of the podcast, you're gonna have to go check out
1: the uh, the visual. I have a cowboy hat. That's basically, and that's also my uh, my (laughs) brand. Um, But the things that I've been dipping my foot into is uh, it's actually a dream that I have had like years and years back, which is take. I love. Traveling, I love, I love moving from place to place. I'm happiest when I'm on my way to somewhere, especially if I don't know where I'm going to. Um, and I thought that the best way, like the best life that I could have is if I could uh, be on the road and also make a living. Mm-hmm. I'm very lucky to live in a generation where this becomes more and more of a possibility. It's right. uh, just technology made it so possible. But when I started dreaming about that, I was, I think, 23, four, and I still had a long way to go to make myself, let's say, uh, to, to build myself as, as somebody who can, I wanted to uh, to take what I did as a tour guide, which is standing in front of people and talking uh, about Israel, Judaism, anything else. I'm also, I became a speaker, so I also give lectures in, uh, in Israel and, and abroad, and the the idea was to just take that ability and travel with it to anywhere i wanted to go cuz somehow people always want to know what's going on here so it's a great mm-hmm. i mean it's a, it's one a, of the smallest countries yet we yeah yeah exactly one of the smallest countries but yet you know somehow uh jim in oklahoma uh, cares about what Abraham did here three thousand years ago, and also I don't know uh, Steph, uh, like Stephanie in in uh, San Francisco, cares about you know what happened here about in the conflict uh, just yesterday. So it's like it's, it's something that you there's always you know things to dig into and things to talk about and things to explain uh, and, and great discussions and and ideas and trying to promote different things. So it's like, it's, it's, it's endless, the endless world of, of possibilities. Mm -hmm. And everybody cares about that somehow. Everybody heard something, everybody want to ask something. Uh, And I discovered that when I was traveling, regardless of, uh, Israel. And then when I realized I'm doing that for a living, I was like, okay, maybe I can do that as I go out. So what I've I've done in the last uh, few months is basically renew my contacts uh if you haven't uh, anyone who is listening who knows me if you haven't heard from me yet it's coming uh, <laughs> i'm trying to renew my all my old contacts from guiding and everything else and just say listen i'm, I'm coming to your area um if you know anyone a community a synagogue a church a anybody any, any group of people who would want to uh, listen to, uh, have different talks on my website. I, I labored a lot of making good content mm-hmm. and, and just things that are interesting, insightful, uh, new things that people haven't heard about yet. And uh, anyone who is interested in doing that, if you know anyone who's gonna wanna do that, I wanna come, first of all, visit my my uh, my old friends and yeah, just do what I do best and, and be on the road. Amazing. yeah,
0: That's really cool. And obviously, if anyone wants to check that out, you can click the links below. Um
1: right wanderingus.com that's the no, or that's that. my yeah, <laughs> yeah. or you can
0: see it up here if you're on video <laughs> right the wanderingus um that's really amazing i i want to do a little switch to the conversations and the israel because you said you you focused on sure i'll and,
1: just i'll just take off the hat in the meantime because sure. it's getting pretty hot in anyway.
0: here <laughs> sure um so To the switch of the anti-Semitism and Israel advocacy uh, work that you did, Mm -hmm. uh, what would you say to Jews in the diaspora or anyone who hears things about Israel and they themselves are pro-Israel and and they they don't really know how to uh, defend? How could you help them out? With how can a I small tip?
1: Wh- how can I help them out? Well, I, I I'm not gonna say I have all the solutions. Mm-hmm. I don't. We live in very challenging times. I think one of the biggest challenges today th- is that if you're not first of all, I'll address the challenge, and then I'll say what I think should be um, mm-hmm. should be done uh, in that frame. So, I think one of the biggest challenges that I see is the. Uh, because because we're so polarized, there is a big chance, and I see that happening a lot. That if you state your views out loud, uh, you may lose friends, connections, sometimes work. I've heard stories that that horrified me uh, from people who tell me, "Listen, I I I want I want to speak out, I want to say things, but I also know what the price is, mm-hmm. so I I keep silence," and so th- so this is challenge number one challenge number two is okay I'm hearing things that are very disturbing
0: mm-hmm.
1: and uh i don't know if my so i don't know if my aligns with is if, if my my if, I'm, if i still favor Israel after everything that you i hear. that i hear so these are two separate challenges and and even breaking it into two you know jewish uh jewish society so so um complex and diverse, that it's really hard to break it into two challenges. But I think this is more or less mm-hmm. the two big ones for those who feel like their alliance are not with Israel anymore. Uh, I would say that things have their good sides and their bad sides. Um, and if you feel like all of a sudden you, if you were always a hundred percent for Israel, like blindly, then you were doing it wrong. And if you are now 100 percent against israel you're doing it wrong mm-hmm. because somebody has it, it, somebody has an interest i think we're, we're we're um under a lot of pressure today of people trying to push our views into different ways and because they gain something out of it whether it's media and and ad, advertising and, and everything that comes with it so if you feel like you have a ton of negative emotions towards israel self self-reflect, inspect, try and listen to things from the other side mm-hmm. and say, OK, I don't agree with this, this, this and this, but this actually lands with right. me. And the same goes with what you l- usually listen to that made you feel negative. I agree with ABC, but maybe something here was portrayed in right. a non-fair way. And I, you know, I can I can be critical towards what I hear
0: because and this can be applied to anything, not just from any uh, side. Yeah, not not just like the topic of Israel. It could be uh, okay. any to- anything in general, right? Like For you sure. should inform yourself of different news uh, outlets, media. It, you know, a lot of people get their news from Facebook and from Instagram. Like it's you have to, if you want to voice your opinion and comment, right, uh, with a strong approach, mm-hmm. make sure you have a wide variety of perspectives. For sure, I think and if you don't have that when it comes to a conversation Mm -hmm. i think it's also very important to have the humility of admitting honestly i need to look into it more i don't want to give you an opinion right now because i haven't studied it enough or looked into it enough exactly and like you said the society we live in i think a lot of times people are put in that stressful situation pick you have to pick one and once you've only seen one Post or one whatever about that topic. Your
1: favorite news uh, outlet. That exactly. You...
0: Uh, it, it drifts you directly because of that pressure to pick, and I think sometimes it just helps to just breathe and say, I don't really have to pick right now, and I maybe don't even want to pick ever because what you mentioned, though. Right. One hundred percent here, one hundred percent there.
1: You're doing it wrong. Mm-hmm. That's the that, that that's mainly it, and I think we. Uh, we lost the middle ground, and we lost just we lost the gray area where most people were losing it. Like it's getting it's getting more and more narrow. It used to be not that long ago that uh, most people were in the middle, and. Uh, there were a few extremists at the uh, like on the sides of things, and it was very important for people, you know, f- to get along. And it seems that uh, if you want to get along today, you're part of the problem. And um, not, I wish I was kidding. Uh, if you want to get along today, you're part of the problem. The thing is, people are not going to disappear unless you make them disappear, and that's not a very good thing to do, even if you are in complete disagreement with the other side. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, we have we have responsibility and we're in a completely new digital age now and not just and it's not just the the digitization of everything is it's the fact that we are getting more we're spiraling more and more into narrowing echo chambers and I was gonna I was gonna talk about that, so I, I said I, I divided the the challenge to two. So I'm, mm-hmm. I'm just so we won't forget that uh, I'll, I'm I'm saying we're gonna go I'm gonna circle back to what to do if you feel like you support Israel and you're uh, and you're risking if you're speaking right. out. So I'm mm-hmm. just putting it, putting it out there so we'll remember. But going back to um, the responsibility of of not sinking into the echo chamber because we say okay uh, I know where my my opinions lay. And I know where I feel comfortable. And when I hear people speak pro-Israel, or if I hear people speak pro-conservative or pro-left or pro-whatever, it makes me feel uncomfortable. Uh, then I remove that from my, um, from my news sources. I remove that person. I don't want to see this person. He's, he's upsetting me. Mm-hmm. You used to be uh, forced when we wanted to get the news. You used to be forced to read the paper. There were only like two of them back in the day, Mm -hmm. and or you know you you had to force yourself to sit through the news. I remember my grandparents, at least in the Israeli, uh, not so you know not so distant history, everybody watched the same channels, Mm -hmm. and then uh, even if you didn't like what you saw, you kind of had to sit through it, whether it was you know to right to left to religious to non-religious to whatever. And now we we see a reality where everybody is so. Uh, convinced that reality is the way they want to see it because uh because when they open their social media and we are such consumers of social media, it's just it's unbelievable how much of our worldview is getting narrowed into uh into social media. Uh and then it and then what we see doesn't work with what happens in the real world. Uh the gap is getting us more and more distressed and also and, and it could get us more and more vicious towards one another. Mm-hmm. Where I see it is, for instance, uh, in the last three elections, and even in the one th- before that that happened in Israel, uh, I grew up in Tel Aviv. My um, my Facebook news feed is a lot of like a Tel Aviv um, heavy left wing presence. Mm-hmm. And everybody were certain, were 100% sure that you know the left's going to win. And it didn't. <laughs> But, the, but you can see how people are always and 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 I, I the first time that it happened which wasn't the last three elections but the ones before before that and the ones before that I was also part of the loop and then I realized oh wait a second this is not this is not what ha- what's happening in the real world so we're sort of we're starting to lose touch and which is also why I think what you see in the United States with like the gap of, of what happened in the elections and how how distressed people feel feel about that because it used to be that you know we elected this person we elected that person okay we didn't like the result we're gonna choose <laughs> choose better or differently or you know for next time but now there is actual like there is distress that's being preserved for years and years after the election and it's 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 fascinating to watch because uh, we, we it' it seems like we are not able to bri- bridge the gap of what you know of our little echo chamber that we are nourished by and
0: real life yeah the facts the facts. yeah there's uh i think it's ben shapiro always says facts don't care about your feelings and we just
1: lost half our audience
0: (laughs) it's true but uh that's that's something that he says just by mentioning that name even it connects to this point specifically Mm -hmm, right right. a lot of people have opinions about ben shapiro oh yeah Um, and
1: he has opinions about other people exactly (laughs) exactly.
0: but uh but this whole thing that you're mentioning the the facts and the things on the that are happening. And then you're so involved. Social media. Friends. Whatever it may be. And you just. Aren't. Like. Yeah. <laughs> right? It's, it's a completely and disconnected. You, yeah. From everything. Yeah. Right. Um, anyway. Yeah. that I think that's a. Really good point for. This is for the people. That aren't too sure right?
1: the, the, yeah for the people who aren't too sure too sure or the, for the people who say oh i used to feel this way and now i feel that way whether you used to be completely against and now all of a sudden you, you're pro although i see less evidence of that <laughs> um or you used to be uh pro now you're against or you used to be on the fence and now you're, now you're completely against so uh it's funny to see i think anti-semitism and israel are both great study cases, because um, the, the famous sentence is, it starts with the Jews, it never ends with the Jews, which is, I mean, we use it a lot, I, mean, I come from anti-Semitism studies and, and we use the sentence a lot, but what's interesting, I mean, they say, okay, usually people think that the focus of the sentence is, it doesn't end with the Jews, it's coming for you. But actually, another interesting question is, why does it start with the Jews? And we don't know, or a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of it's a conversation for a whole other time. But uh, it's, it's interesting to see about how things start with Jews and Israel. And then they kind of, you know, kick into gear for the, rest, uh, for, for the rest of the things that are happening. So we've been seeing this happening with Israel and people's views on, about Israel for a long while now. And all of a sudden, it's kicking into gear with uh, with the rest with, you know, with the rest of the world. So it's it's very interesting to view. So yes, if you are on the fence, or if you used to be on the fence, or if you used to be pro now you're against, or the other way around, uh, yeah. I mean, check your bias. <laughs> no, but actually, yeah, check yourself and see if you're able. This is something I like to do with myself. Is I, I by the way, usually I don't um, I don't share my political views um in public meaning uh i i speak about israel and i'm a government certified tour guide i understand like i, I have a certain uh, mm-hmm. job i speak about israel and i i always try to be able to speak about it from both. uh from both Percenters. sides yes i probably you know i'm probably wronging both of them but i try to do it anyway <laughs> uh and i i play well, games there, there's
0: also the the saying there's uh what's the population like seven or 8 million
1: in uh, Israel? And, uh, almost 9. 9, now, yeah. right? Um, so 9 million prime ministers. Yep, for sure. <laughs> and you try to run a country with that. <laughs> I say, you know, in a room with two Jews, we have eight opinions. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, I mean, it's, it's, it works it works a charm. Um, so what I try to do is to, uh, every time I feel something about, you know, a certain topic, I was like, okay, let's see what the other side is, is saying about that. And then I get angry. And then I get myself used to listening to that. It's mm-hmm. a, it's, it's a muscle. You can train it. And it's very it, it gives you a very whole perspective. And also, in a way, it soothes you down. If you mm-hmm. feel like the news is getting to you and you're getting stressed by it and, and you're 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 anxious because everything is so stressful. Always go and, and read the other side of the story and see how the people you hate the most are speaking about matters, because you'd be surprised to discover, first of all, that the the news outlet that's um, that, that you've been reading is t- trying to get you outraged because that's what they are right. outraged because that's what they do. So they know that if you are a person with uh, these political tendencies and these uh, opinions, this is what's gonna get you triggered so you're gonna get more engaged um, and however, the other side of the news you know they they don't speak to people like you mm-hmm. so when you read that kind of news it kind of settles you down a little right. bit so um, so that's that's for one and the other thing is, uh, it's going to help you gain a much more wholesome perspective because you you're missing out on information. Today right. the whole the whole concept of news is, has completely changed and facts don't matter anymore. The only thing is that they really do. And a lot of the times facts would be missing or hidden in different news outlets mm-hmm. for you know because they're the biased toward you know towards so the
0: their the audiences. Yeah. Exactly.
1: So you, when you're missing out on facts you're not aligned with reality. When you're not aligned with re- with reality, you're getting stressed out.
0: Mm-hmm. So it's
1: going to give you a much more wholesome point of view. Yeah, I want to circle back to what I said to the other uh, the other side of people
0: mm-hmm.
1: who feel like they're okay. They're pro-Israel, and they're not in a pro-Israel um, bubble setting. Yeah, mm-hmm. bubble exactly. Uh, they don't work in a whole Jewish law firm or any uh, anything of the kind, uh, or in a pro-Israel organization. And I so I. I I had a lot of issues with that myself because i i can see the risk that can be taken on that so what i I would say is study your stuff well meaning if you're pro israel make sure to i mean take your time make a list of the questions that you have or the arguments that you have that you're not sure of or arguments that you hear from you know around and, you know, in your your own free time, if you like listening to podcasts or stuff like that, try orienting yourself towards uh, podcasts and, and, and information and read stuff that talk about uh, the things that you're uncertain about and see if they give you answers.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: What I do say, I mean, I'm always for avoiding political uh, conflict when you're at work. And, you know, a tour guide's life is, by the way, the the best example for that, because before this whole political polarization started, I used to guide anyone from, you know, the the, you know, extreme left high tech bubble, um, Google, you know, Facebook, whatever, uh, all the stereotypes you can think of, you know, on one side. And on the other side, I used to guide like pilgrimage groups from the Midwest or the South or so you basically work. Oh, and by the way, also non-religious people from Uh, from other places or religious people from other states like the Philippines and Nigeria and India and China and wherever you can think of in Europe. Uh, And every crowd wants to listen to a different story. Mm -hmm. And uh, I'm not there to uh, I mean, I'm I'm not I'm not a tour guide to to, you know, push my opinions into their heads and make sure that they go out of this trip, you know, thinking the way I do. Uh, My point is to give them a great experience of Israel.
0: Mm-hmm. So you
1: have to learn how to work yourself with different kinds of people. Um, I am entitled to my own views. I don't need to push them down somebody, else's th- uh, down, down somebody else's throat. And now it seems like that if you're not aligned with different views about things, you are completely outcasted. So what I would, um, I, I used to say, okay, you don't have to bring it, you don't have to bring it out loud. However, I think times have changed. And I think uh, we, I think there is a, uh, a notion where uh, when people are starting to get outcasted for the for the way they view things, reality has to give uh, has to give a fight back, mm-hmm. because otherwise we're going to lose it. And we see that happening today, where things are just uh, things stop making sense because um, because facts don't matter anymore. So mm-hmm. what, whichever narrative is being pushed and wins and shouts louder. That's what people act by, regardless of common sense. So, if reality reality doesn't give a fight back, and it, it can only give, I mean, look, it can give a fight back. What do you mean um, when you say f- a fight back? I, so, he, I was, yeah, you know, I was just getting there. So, mm-hmm. uh, so reality can give a fight back in two ways. Mm-hmm. One, you can keep on denying it, and then it'll come back to you know to to you know slap you in the face. Mm-hmm. Uh, but also, you can't. Um, live your life when you're not standing up for your own truth so we have I mean look as I think that as a human race uh, if we start going against reality it's going to hit us in the face as a collective but each of us have a responsibility to be uh, faithful to our own truths now to our own truths and when I say truths I mean okay we have uh, we have our truth in, term, in terms of what do we believe in and the, the principles and the ideologies we want to follow. But there is also there are also truths of um, how do I conduct myself in a society where no not everybody thinks the way that I do, and what what which, which values do I put higher than others? Now, mm-hmm. if you're going to speak for yourself, um, I think uh, two things can happen from that: either people are going to respect you for that. And, you know, and you're going to be able to uh, keep yourself in a, in, a, in a respected position and, and still keep your friends. Mm-hmm. However, this also may not be the case, in which case, have a plan before you open your mouth. <laughs> uh, and I'm, I'm, I'm 100% serious Get, get about ready that.
0: for that slap in the face yes. kind of
1: thing. Yes, because this is reality today mm-hmm. and we have to make sure that we're, we're ready to what it brings. And it, it, this is the time to get creative. And this is the time to get entrepreneurial did I say that right? Oh, yeah. Yes. <laughs> English is not my first language, by yeah, the way. Yeah. So. People didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. So I'm, I'm struggling a little bit. So right. any mistakes they wouldn't,
0: they wouldn't know, honestly.
1: We'll, we'll wait and see. But anyway, any, <laughs> any mistakes, I, I always hold a little flex. This is not my first language. <laughs> um, so yeah, be ready. This is the time to get entrepreneurial. This is the time to think. Uh, where could I find myself in a you know in a place where I'll be treated? Um, right in a
0: healthier environment for my views.
1: A hundred percent, a hundred percent, and uh, and also if you are and, and this is something that's even more important, if you have people working underneath you, like this th- this time and age, the most important thing that people can can um, can put their say put their their efforts into is leadership. But when I say leadership, it, it means how to be inclusive of everybody. <laughs> Okay, of everybody, making sure that people are not ripping each other's arms off, or or worse, you know, like uh, uh, passive aggressively <laughs> ripping each other's limbs off, because mm-hmm. this is this is what's happening. People are not speaking, but slowly and, and yet slowly but surely, we are seeing a
0: holding a grudge with our opinions. Yeah,
1: and and we see even organizations starting to. Um, to sort of uh, kick out whoever doesn't fit the right. doesn't fit the narrative. I remember, in when I was in in Ireland, I went uh, visited a friend, and and I got to go into into Google Google's offices, and I was shocked to see how alike everybody, you know, how 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 similar everybody were, mm-hmm. and. So that's just one example. And I'm sure, by the way, there are other places where, you know, I'm sure that you'll see similarities in how people, Mm because, you know, in the workplace, you kind of, you want to fit in, Mm -hmm. uh, but we have to make sure that it's not just, you know, that it's also, uh, that that we keep it also diverse in terms of we are able to contain each other's different point of views. And the most important thing, not vilify Mm -hmm. one another for our views, because if we keep Uh, in our own little chamber and we don't open ourselves to understanding at least the logic and the morality behind the other side we're doomed because Mm -hmm. that makes the other person a completely you know a complete you know moron and 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 even worse like a a a vicious person who wants to do harm (laughs) and maybe even a stupid person because they don't know how evil they are okay mm-hmm. and and so and, and if the other person is stupid and and vicious the next step is that i don't need him around and that and that is I, I i think that's what's leading into uh, very violent revolutions wars when when you vilify the other side where you can't see where they're coming from You're, I mean, you're done. What you're left with is is war. It it gets back to the childish uh, feelings of
0: that's my toy. In my opinion, that's my toy. Mm -hmm. And if you're not giving it to me, I'm going to hit you. (laughs) And I'm like highlighting the human emotion of it, Mm -hmm. right? And if you put yourself, like you're saying, that understanding that he thinks it's his toy, then you're like, okay, let's come to an understanding. And Mm -hmm. I think it has to, we have to drift the environment and atmosphere when you're having a conversation from being a banter back and forth between no no this is what i'm saying no no this is what you're saying to let's listen and actually come to an understanding right or even a share toy (laughs) but no
1: by the way toys aside okay this is your toy, this is my toy your toy my toy okay fine you know what happens when you know at the end of that you know the adult comes takes the toy away and we all sit together and listen to it to story time like if we can sit on the same carpet and listen to story time and still enjoy the same thing and still be part of the same kitten garden and five minutes later say okay fine we fought over that toy but we can still you know we can still keep getting along and and do other things together mm-hmm then we're good. Mm-hmm. We're going to be okay, right? And we don't have to agree about everything, mm-hmm. as long as we don't um, take everything that we believe in and decide that we need to make this now into everybody's policy. It's funny to see that. Um, uh, it's it's a, a weird observation that I get to play. I uh, get to play with in my head every now and then because of the difference between. Um, between the United States and Israel. Now, in the United States, you have um, a more conservative point of view is saying, OK, let everybody do whatever they want and let me do my thing and you'll do your own thing. Uh, and there is uh, a sort of an- another perspective saying, OK, we if we think this is the way things need to be, we need to make this. Uh, we, we need to make regulation to, to regulation to regulate it. Exactly. And that's sort of I, I see what, what I see is that a lot of liberals who used to be in the middle if they didn't go all the way left, they are now more and more tenant to go to like being a light conservative because they feel like their you know their freedom is on a ledge here mm-hmm. and in israel it's not it's not the, it's not the case, and why is it not the case because religion is mixed with uh, politics, with yeah. politics. And then you have on the uh, you know, you have on uh, on the on the left, you have the same thing. okay if we think something is is, you know, is is we need to regulate something is important. We need to regulate it. And on the right, you know, if something is religiously right, we need to regulate it and so you're sort of you sort of find yourself uh, on an island with the water coming closer and closer and closer and you keep you know you you find yourself having less and less room to roam around <laughs> on a little piece of land you have left because everybody wants to regulate things that you don't necessarily agree with mm-hmm. um but the, and 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 sort of the the, uh, the moderate majority finds itself you know kind of eating the dust from the war between the two sides mm-hmm. that makes me a little sad
0: <laughs> it's uh definitely politics can uh, be frustrating but i think you mentioned it uh, earlier mm-hmm. of just seeing the other side and a lot of times even maybe doing a, a news cleanse or or just mm. putting your life into other You know other platforms it doesn't necessarily have to be your focus i personally right now with all the corona uh i noticed at the very beginning i was really keeping up with the numbers really keeping up with all the uh, news that was going on and it was just getting me a lot more stressful and upset because okay what what can i do i'm here at home and i can't do much right so i came to the decision with my friends that i'm personally not gonna really look at the news and if something is important enough i feel like it'll get to me somehow uh and you know, call it ignorant or whatnot, but I, I think that gave me a, um, my state of mind personally mm-hmm. to just focus on what I really can do something about or, or uh, I mean, we're all in quarantine and, and, and staying at home. It I was a lot calmer. And I think a lot of times having that peace of mind of I'm getting heated up because of the news or because of this friend saying this to me, to take that time to have a meditative uh ability, whether it be to take a step back and take a break from it or look at the other side, look in a different perspective. You know, it, it, you mentioned it earlier. and right. That's why I want to. Right.
1: Mm. I, I, I completely agree. I 100% agree. And it's uh, it's very hard also because everybody is so, you, you, you see the um, both extreme sides of the stick, right? You have the people who are, you know, saying, okay, you know what, just leave me alone. I don't want to know I'm going on a on a cleanse uh, for like a, a week or a month. I'm not touching news or social media or you know preferably both if you're mm-hmm. <laughs> if you love your mental health and on the other side, you see people who are getting so you know just just i don't even know I don't even know the the, the English word for that like mm-hmm. they're getting so generated mm-hmm. like working extra hours and not just that they go out to the streets because what you're left with is you're, you're alone at home. If you're lucky, then you're with family whom, whom you probably want to kill most hours of the day. And if you're not lucky, then, you know, or, or, you know, you're, you're on your own, uh, without really seeing a human being. And not that I'm saying that being alone is bad, but I'm saying we are social creatures and keeping us scooped up Alone, there's a reason why isolation is a punishment in prison, <laughs> okay? I'm sure nobody, I'm sure nobody loves their inmate that, you know, so much that they wouldn't want to break from them. But, you know, it's, it's, it's still, we're social mm-hmm. creatures. And then we sit at home with our little echo chamber and our only channel outside to, to the outside world is what, you know, what's being screened to us to get us triggered. We don't have the outside world anymore to keep us sort of balanced with the fact of, oh, okay, I read that, but then there's reality because there's no reality anymore. You were sent back to your home. Mm-hmm. And with all that, uh, you have financial worries because the economy is, is yeah. you know, going to hell in a handbasket. <laughs> and you have worries, you have family to feed, you have, you know, you you, you think you're seeing everything collapsing around you because that's your only... That's the
0: vision you're being shown.
1: Exactly. And then people get outraged and they go out to the streets and, and they you know, they take their anger out. I have to say that um in Israel I see it less violent. I mean I s I mean the, there were some violent incidents, but not in comparison to what uh to what you see specifically in the United States. And but but that's I think that's what's uh going on. And in the in the beginning of the days of Corona I was highly criticized for posting something uh, that said, look, I know it's important to protect people from Corona. And I used to follow the numbers and everything, and that, that was back when I was actually following everything that's going on until mm-hmm. I, am gonna keep my views of Corona to myself, but let's just say that the numbers are are you know on our side now. Mm-hmm. Uh, just generally speaking, l- less people die. People may get sick more, but less of them die. Mm-hmm. And I posted something that said, listen, I know it's important to keep us alive, to keep everybody alive, but also if we do a shutdown, uh, a lot of people are going to a lot, a lot of people are going to die not just where we live, but around the world because we are in a globalized war, uh, world and that means that if we stop trading in the first world, the people who are going to die violent deaths from hunger and and war and so many other things are people who are Willingly or unwillingly engaged in our uh, economical system, mm-hmm. and we see that now. We see a growth in hunger, and we see um, and we see a growth in in, in right. wars and everything yeah. else in third and second world, in second and third worlds, and uh, and we. I mean, I I have a, We need to decide if, as a first world, we. I mean, do we have responsibility, or do we not have responsibility? And if so, is it just for ourselves? Or do we hold responsibility for the rest of the world since we use it, mm-hmm. uh, and and that means that there is some responsibility to the people who are part of our system. consumption. Yes, and yeah. uh, and, and I, I said that, and I was I was attacked uh, vigorously. <laughs> people who said that uh, you know that basically that I want to kill grandma. That how can I say you know that that that. You know their relatives should right. die they for, took I, your
0: comment to the and, and to complete ex- extreme like yeah. i never said that i just mm-hmm.
1: said you know we need to be very calculated about what you know about what we're doing right. and of course every death is is horrible and, and regrettable i would we do need to remember that you know people die in general and it's not something that we can prevent if we just closed our if we just close our yeah. doors and stay inside there's only a certain amount of time you can do that and and the lack of leadership is something that i felt I mean that I feel is is missing today in in terms of, of politics and and policy making, but also circling back to what uh, we said. I said that the, that's what I that's what I uh, wanted to say. Now one of the things that, that is, is missing most is leadership. If you are in a workplace and you're a boss, whether you have two people underneath you, or one person underneath you, or twenty or fifty or or thousands of people, you have today the responsibility to make sure that. Um, that your workplace is a place where, where everybody, uh, can feel or not feel, you're not responsible for people's feelings, uh, but that your workplace is not becoming, uh, is, is not losing good people because, uh, it's not, it's not polarized. Yeah. yeah. It's getting so polarized that you only take very specific people to do, Mm -hmm. uh, to do work and it's not based on their skills and abilities and, or whether or not they're, they're honest, um, they're honest people.
0: Right. no I would even argue that as a, a leader you are responsible for people's feelings uh that people feel comfortable in your organization well you
1: know? that that's that becomes nowadays that becomes risky mm-hmm. because um I mean regardless yeah. of facts don't care about your feelings et etc but uh I mean you can i, I think you have a response you have responsibility to make sure that that you have as many people as you want uh, or or as many people as um Uh, as as you want in terms of their skills and that you don't discriminate over different views. Mm -hmm. But, and also, of course, if something is making somebody else uncomfortable within the boundaries of reason, to tend to that. Mm -hmm. However... Someone with a certain ideology may feel uncomfortable having, you know, wh- yeah. Whether it's someone who is extremely religious who's uncomfortable with a trans person, you know, working in their environment, or whether it's a, um, you know, right. so, you know, someone who is extremely uncomfortable that, you know, that a, that a very religious person is uh, is working, you know, alongside them. Uh, in Israel, I think you can see a lot of places with co uh, coexisting in the workplace, and it's it's uh, very both interesting and heartwarming to see. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was, I was talking about being a tour guide before and I was like, yeah, it, 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 besides the, uh, the differences of the people who I, whom I get to work with another place where I have to, you know, wh- where we keep our opinions to ourselves and every working person who have, who has to be, uh, who has to be out there <laughs> understands that, uh, I work with uh, with different drivers. Mm -hmm. And I mean, drivers and tour guides were usually not from the same social circle. Usually, sometimes we do, you Mm -hmm. know, we are, but but sometimes we're not. And sometimes my drivers are uh, Jews whom I whom I don't agree with, Israeli Jews whom I don't agree with politically. Sometimes my drivers are uh, Israeli Arabs. Sometimes uh, they're Arabs from uh, or Palestinians from East Jerusalem. Sometimes they are all sorts of people. And we have to, to go through the day either, you know, just, just a day or sometimes 10 days where we both sit together and we spend a lot of hours together and we talk all day. And, you know, because that's what you have to do when you sit in the front of the bus for a three hour ride. You, know, you mm-hmm. talk to the driver and we have to be able to not just get along, but also make sure that we're OK working together for the next, you know, the right. next time. So you can't really, you know, distance yourself that much from, from reality. Mm-hmm. So uh, we can. I th- what I was I was uh, aiming for beforehand is that we can't control how people feel. People may feel uncomfortable, and they can take certain decisions. Uh, but we want to make sure that in an environment that a work environment is inclusive to all. Right. Um yeah. Is inclusive to all, and and also challenge our definition of what is inclusive. Right. Does inclusive mean only the people whom I think we should be inclusive of,
0: right. or am
1: I able to be inclusive? towards people whom i don't agree agree with with, yeah no it's
0: tolerance i think it's uh biting your lip and realizing that you have to accept and even though it's not your opinion or your decision or whatever that's the reality yeah Yeah, and and it's accepting what you said it's accepting what's in front of you and not having this urge to change it that it's aching and if anything you have to quit your job because this isn't what i like and i i think that in a way that's somewhat like throwing a rant if someone who is so involved with their opinion that they can't accept what's in front of them right um and I, I personally i find it childish and and i think our society the way we've illustrated it through our conversation here um i mean i'm, I'm obviously not saying that all of society is like that but
1: are you generalizing now? <laughs> <laughs>
0: but, uh, but yeah, I think it's it's a very childish point of view, too. This is what I think, this is what it has to be. If not, you're wrong, you're a terrible person. And uh, some maturity and tolerance, I think, that would help everyone.
1: Uh, yeah, I, uh, <laughs> I, I, I 100% agree.
0: Amazing. OK, so let's do a quick uh, shift to a little bit of a different question. Mm-hmm. Um, what is something in your career slash uh, personal life, whatever you feel comfortable sharing, that if you could go back and change something or tell yourself something to modify, what would you go back to? I know it's a heavy question. I'll Inter- give you
1: a- interesting question. Okay. So, I'll refer to the question. I'll say that I think. Our personal I think I think our personal lives are often reflecting into our careers, whatever we go through in our personal lives, our, our career kind of go hand in hand with that, especially uh, not just a, a career, I'll be more specific, especially an entrepreneur, especially a freelance an independent mm-hmm. person, uh, because Everything, because we're, I mean, especially as a tour guide, I'm a one-woman show. Mm-hmm. If I don't feel like doing something, it's not going to happen. <laughs> I don't have a setup around me that's right. going to back me up, you know, in case I go mm-hmm. down. So I think the one thing that I would, if I could go back and tell myself, I don't think I could have changed it. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I got to where I got because of what I went through. But if I could change one thing, go back and, and tell myself something is stop being so hard on yourself just it's not it's not it it, it is like it, it is helpful because uh everything you do at the end is amazing it's great right it's flawless but also it takes you ages and you suffer through the process <laughs> and it's it get it makes it very hard to work and produce and be um the world today needs a lot of uh you need to work just not just not even just the world today you need to you know you need to get going mm-hmm. and when you're busy kicking yourself down and, and explaining to yourself over and over why everything is terrible and why you are terrible and why you're not good enough, which is something that I, uh, I used to do a lot and I still, you know, I, I'm, I'm still building out of that and I'm mm-hmm. still trying to work with that. I think that set me, uh, that set me back a good, right. you know, a good, a good while, uh, which is why today I find myself in a, a, a bit of, um, bit of a stretch or or stress because i'm 32 i want to i mean i i have two sides one that wants to finally live the dream that i've been working towards so hard Mm -hmm. and all of a sudden corona came and now people don't congregate so i mean it just makes everything so complicated Uh, and i'm still like if anything it just made me more anxious to Get out there and do it because God knows how the world's going to look like tomorrow. You know, mm-hmm. I'm 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 doing this now. It's sort of you know right. it lit a fire under my ass, and I'm like, I'm doing this no matter what. Like I'm gonna go through the trenches and right. and, and give talks to soldiers if I have to. Mm-hmm. Just like I have to do it. On on the um, on the other hand, I have the side that says, well, I'm I'm, I'm 32. I wanna I I want I want to start a family. I want to have kids. Uh, I also got to the to the time in your life a little bit. I'm still in my early 30s, so I, I still get a little push before I <laughs> really have to settle down. But you get to a, a point in your life where you say, okay, so I need to start, you know, I, I, need, to, I need to start settling down. I need to start making the ground. Mm-hmm. And I'm sort of working these two uh, sides and trying to see how they can live with one another because I know I don't know. I don't have the ability to sit still for too long. This corona thing has been tough on me and i I need to i need to work it out so Mm -hmm. these are two challenges that i that i deal with today and i think that if i wasn't so hard on myself you're all you are always your biggest enemy Uh and if you're not moving anywhere and you think it's because everything is against you you should probably take a good look in the mirror (laughs) i know because i mean i did it and it hurt a bunch and i realized how much damage i'm causing myself and I, you can blame everybody, you can blame you know everything from the the corona and the world and your and your your parents who did a terrible job mm-hmm. or did an amazing job right. who, and they made you so spoiled you can't do anything for yourself. you know it's just everything in between you're always doing it to yourself at right. the end, you're your own unit unit, and yeah. n- nothing's going to change the past. I so. don't know if
0: you've ever heard the saying if, when you point a finger at someone, you have three you have at yourself. three at yourself.: yeah. So. It's, uh, it's it's completely agree with that it's, exactly. So if you're
1: doing that a lot to other people, you're probably giving yourself a you know much harder time than you need to. Right. So that if the one thing that I could that I could tell myself to do that that I try to do today is like, dude, you're fine. Girl, you're fine. You're like, and even if it's not perfect, perfectionists have this little. I hate this word, but you know people uh, who want everything to be done just right. Mm-hmm. Uh, can drive themselves insane and set themselves. Uh, it, this is how you get extremely talented people with so much to give, not being able to spread their wings and fly. Mm-hmm. And then you sit, you sit back, and you're crying. And you're like, I don't understand. I'm gonna. I can do that. I can do this mm-hmm. ten times better than that. You know, doofus that that All made right. it. Why is he up there and I'm down here? Well, I mean, I, I think that the reason for that, at least for me, was. Uh, that that i was giving myself such a hard time that i couldn't move Mm -hmm. like when somebody is being a bully to you you it's harder for you to to go through life Mm -hmm. because you keep coming through all you know coming across obstacles uh but at the end if you're being that you're being that bully exactly so
0: okay wow that is uh (laughs) Thank you for sharing. Uh, Pleasure. I think a lot of people might connect to that. I definitely connect to that I at times. So. <laughs> um, great. So if you could please uh, share your, your Instagram, Facebook, all the handles so people can on uh, your website, you know, so I want people to reach out if they want to uh, send you a message, really like that episode. So please, (laughs) yeah, uh,
1: thank you. So the best way to contact me is uh, via email. It's wjewess at gmail.com. So it's w j e w e s s at gmail.com. Go to my website to my website. I have only one. Go to my website. I have all the talks spread out there. You can see videos of me explaining a little bit about what I do and a little bit about myself. Uh, So my website is a great way to contact. Follow me on Instagram and on Facebook. Uh, WJus is what you're looking for, or on Facebook, Shaked the Wandering Jewess. Uh, the little hat is gonna appear, and then you know it's me. Uh, so yeah, please let's be friends and uh, contact, and maybe I'll, I'll on my wanderings I'll come and see you someday. Hopefully. So, for sure, for yeah. sure. And
0: I really appreciate you uh, coming on the on the show. A uh, lot to talk about, and I really hope that the listeners and viewers that you've enjoyed. And if so, please make sure to leave a comment, uh, email either one of us or share it with your friends.
1: Yeah, thank you so much for having me. This this has been a pleasure. Thank you for having me on your platform.
0: It's a pleasure for both of us. So uh, anyway, thank you guys for tuning in and we'll see you next week. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Dreamer Talks. I'd love to have you back again next week. So make sure to hit that subscribe button And leave a review of what you thought of the podcast. I'd really like the input to make this podcast as engaging and entertaining as possible. So once again, a big thank you, and I'll see you next week. Thank you for watching and keep on dreaming.